What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, here on Dream Vision 7 Radio. It's syndicated, and we play every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more and to get a full schedule of all the shows, go to dreamvision7radio.com and evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. Thank you, everybody, and welcome, 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 welcome. So excited. Stay tuned. We've got Annette in the wings waiting. Hi, Annette. Hi. Thank you, Carrie, for inviting me. This is, Absol- I'm really excited about this opportunity. Absolutely. It's going to be so fun. Um, and tell us a little bit about yourself uh, before we get started. Sure. Uh, well, I'm Annette Delancey. I'm the founder and CEO of Cast Covers. It's a rock and fun 14-year-old manufacturing company based right here in the United States. We're a seven-figure, woman-owned, job-creating, tax-paying company, lots of highs and lows, a lot of fun. But we we manufacture fun and functional products for the orthopedic patient. So think covers for casts, braces, splints, slings, that type of thing. And I'm also the founder and CEO of She Makes Products, where I help women product entrepreneurs break through that six-figure revenue barrier so they can grow and scale profitably and have fun doing it. And the reason I did that is because I was teetering on the brink of either accepting mediocrity in my business or shutting it down because I was not hitting that six-figure revenue the first couple of years. And so I want to shorten their learning curve and get them going because it would be a terrible thing to waste if somebody just shut their business down or accepted mediocrity as the path of their business. And I'm having a ball with that too. I love that. Thank you. That was a great summary. I love what you do. I, you know, I love your work. I love everything that you're doing. Um, and so you might even be launching a third business. Is that what I hear? Yes. I had manufacturing under my roof uh, over and I changed that business model uh, five years ago and I miss it. I subcontracted that out and uh, I've been officing out of my home for almost for over five years now. And I really miss the whir and the hum of a manufacturing site facility. And so I'll probably be moving it down here to San Diego County. I love that. I love that. You are incredible. You have pivoted many, many times. Yes, and, I I, and I, and I just, I love that story of the pivot, right? Because I think a lot of people, instead of pivoting, they get overwhelmed, right? And then they feel stuck. And then they're telling themselves these stories that they can't do it. It would have been so easy for you to fold that business up, not making your six figures and be like, oh, I'm going to go do something else, right? Mm-hmm. The yep. next new shiny thing. Um, 
which I think a lot of people tend to do because it's hard. It's hard to push through when it's hard, right? Very and, difficult. you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't feel like you have the skills or the resources or whatever it is, or you're not resourceful, um, then it gets really, really tricky. It gets tricky to find a way to be resilient. You know, and what I find with a lot of my clients, and you probably agree that this is true, is when we peel back all the layers of why it's not working, a lot of times it's what's going on in here, right? It's almost always what's going exactly. on inside. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and I'm going to define that as 99.9%. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's what we're saying to ourselves, right? You know, I can't hit that. There's something in there. When you dig in and you go deeper, there's always something in there. You're afraid to break through the glass ceiling. I don't want to make more money than my parents made. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. It has to be harder than this. Things are going too well, right? All these crazy little thoughts that we say in our head. And the interesting thing about them is that normally they're not even true, right? Yes. But the other uh, voice that we often hear are those that love us, that don't support us. And they think they're coming from a place of caution for us, but actually they are responding where they are. So for example, um, you might have a spouse or somebody very close to you who are telling you to tamp down, don't do that, don't do this, you don't know what you're going to do. Sometimes it can be even cruel, like, who do you think you are to even try this? Those voices are very difficult to eliminate. They're very hard to replace and they're very hard to not listen to. Our brains are kind of wired to be keep us safe. And so we, the brain thinks, oh, well, that's just keeping us safe. Not always. And it's very hard to discern the difference. Absolutely. You're singing my song there with the brain, keep it us safe, which is why we're on the show called look for the good, because it just so beautifully looks for what's wrong. Why? Because that's what keeps us safe. When we used to live outside, you know, with our, with our, our team of our tribe and somebody saw something, we immediately react, but yet we're still reacting that same way, the chain reaction off of other people. And we don't need that software anymore. So we can overcome that. We can rewire our own brains with some really simple ways to do that. So I love that you bring that up because once you recognize that, it's really hard to go back to not knowing that, right? You can't know that and say, oh, well, uh, I'm just going to go back to being oblivious to it. You know what your brain's doing, and then you have a choice to make. Am I going to let the brain take over and overthink this and be stuck in my head? Or am I going to do something to get myself back in my body, retrain my brain, and start to train it to look for what's good and what's working and what's good about this situation that maybe I don't see right now in this mindset? And I had to create a, a method to actually get those voices out of my head. Really? We'd love to hear Mm -hmm. about that. I think the number one question that I always ask myself, I finally figured out is ask myself, how is this serving you? And of course, quite often it was, well, maybe they're right. And it was just the way I said it. Did you hear how I said, well, Mm -hmm. maybe they're right. My Mm -hmm. voice is higher. Mm -hmm. I sound, I don't sound sure of myself. Uh, And so we, it's almost childlike. And so if you answer to that question in an un- unauthentic way, that's one way to tell that's not real voice. The other thing is, so for example, somebody brought to my attention, I don't even remember what it was, some contract issue. And uh, and I, I said, wow, that's a very good point. Notice the difference in the voice and the thought. So somebody's mm-hmm. bringing it to my attention if they're, and if they have my best interest at heart, I'm gonna pay attention to it. So number one, you ask yourself, how is this serving me? And then listen how you answer. Mm. That's that's really important. And then another thing you can do is keep a chart, keep track of how often you are responding to those voices. And 
and really journal. I mean, people talk about it, but it doesn't have to be some big tomb of, you know, 400 pages. We're just talking <laughs> scribble down. You know, I keep hearing this. I keep hearing this or here, this pop, this popped up again. This popped up again. Is this serving me? And, and you'll find out most often it's not. It's just your brain trying to keep you safe. And you say, well, that's nice, but we're going to move on now. We're going to stretch. And then the interesting part is when we do stretch and grow and pivot, we get a lot of resistance. And so we think that the quote unquote universe is telling us to slow down. No, again, it's just the brain, the ego trying to protect us. And so we have to really be able to discern it. The other thing that I did that when I would really get um, really stuck is I intentionally went out, meaning out of the office, out of the house, whatever, three times to help somebody, three times, just to stop the loop because we can get in these loops. And so I went out intentionally looking for ways to help people. It could have been as simple as being at a four-way stop and letting somebody go ahead. It could be being at a grocery store and somebody's having difficult reaching up or reaching down to get a can and you help somebody. You're actively seeking these small ways to help people. And before you know it, you're thinking more proactively. That's the difference. And then the last thing that I did is, are these voices about the past or are about the future? Guess what? They're almost always about the past. Mm. Even though they're talking about your future, it's really a reflection of something that's happened in your past. Some event and or events, repetitive and or voices and or criticisms that you keep focusing on. Is that, do we know that's in our future? No, we don't. And my pastor is the one that brought that up when I was talking about something in my relationship. And I said, oh, I should have done blah, blah, blah. And he just looked at me and very kindly said, do you know that that would have been the best thing? And it was just shocking to me. It was like, well, no, I really don't know. <laughs> and so you really just have to ask yourself the questions because you know just, and if you can't ask yourself the questions, you find somebody that you trust that has your best interest at heart who will extract those questions out of you and will go deeper, not just stop at question one, but go deeper, question two, three, four, and really get to the get to the bottom of it. It's going to take a while. They're not really in there. They're in there. They're really, their tentacles are in there really tight and you got to pull them out and it's not easy and it hurts. And, but it, it's what a difference it makes in your world and in your life. Absolutely. And I love that because I always talk about, you got to ask yourself better questions, right? I've got questions right here over my, over my desk because you got to remember to ask yourself better questions better questions. It's just like a computer, good in, good out. You put bad data in, you're going to get bad data out, right? right? So when we can know what those questions are and remind ourselves, because we need reminders, we're humans, right? I've done mm -hmm. this work for decades and so have you, but I still need reminders above my desk. Hey, what else is possible here that I haven't thought about? What else is true about this situation that I can't see right now? Is there anything blocking me from seeing what's really happening? You know, so all these things that you could get in the habit of asking yourself questions, and I love that it it just pulls you right out of that mindset, as does you took action, you changed your body, you got out of your office, you went in your car, you played music, and you changed everything because changing our body and just changing our energy, yes. it's the fastest way to change our minds, right? And I teach that to clients all the time. So I love that. And helping other people. Oh, Beautiful. helping other people is the, is, is the biggest thing you can do if you're in a slump. Absolutely. And I mean, you actively go out three times a day and, and not in your office. I'm talking <laughs> that because that's easy. That's kind of, you know, that's, that's just kind of easy. Yeah. You want to go out and actively look. It's not easy. 
And that's the best part about it. And and I'm not saying you have to get on a plane and go work a mission, though, that's kind of kind of good. Yeah. But just something local, something and and it and it's kind of interesting. You'll find that you look forward to those moments. I love that. I think that's so cool. And because it also involves action and changing, you're changing your focus and your body, which are the two quick ways to change your mind. Yeah. And if we, your neighbor, if your neighbor needs help, you just yeah. go over and say, I'll take your car to the oil change or, you know, here's a, here's some flowers. You're doing something out of the norm for yourself. I love it. And that breaks that pattern, right? That's exactly mm -hmm. what you're doing. You're interrupting that pattern, that thought pattern, that looping that you're talking about that we can all get stuck in. And the negative, the negative, the negative, the negative is 100% effective every single time. So mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's, a, those are some great tips to just kick people off with. And you're also activating your reticular activating system in your brain, right? Which is that part of our brain, if you guys don't know, that it's looking for what you tell it is important. So you got to define that. Otherwise, it's, you know, Harry Carey, and it's looking at everything. It's like when you want to go buy that new red Acura, right? And <laughs> you go and you test drive it, and you've never seen it, right? You love it. It's so unique. But then all of a sudden, you start seeing red Acuras everywhere. Because you told your RAS that that was important to you. And yes. so, right, understanding that little bit of that brain science, which I can geek out on all that neuroscience, can help you to rewire and, and start to turn your focus to what it is that you do want. Because we spend so much time focusing and talking and complaining and, you know, calling our friends over what we don't want and what went wrong. Well, and the other thing is important to realize, and, and this is something I struggle with still to this day, is change. And as we age, it's even harder. And I'm 63 years old, and I can see it's like, can something just be the same? You know, when it comes to my software for my business, you know, for employee issues, could, could something just stay the same? <laughs> and, and so I think if we're adaptable and flexible to change, we're going to be a lot better off because if we resist change, hmm. that's going to be detrimental to our future, us. And so we have to look at, uh, am I adaptable and flexible to change? And I have to admit, I, it's, it's, I have to really, okay, all right, uh, here we go. How can I spin this? You know, what can we do? You know, and it's the transition. So that's something that's also important. That's really, that's a great point, Annette, because transitions are hard for everybody, no matter what mm. your age is. Mm -hmm. uh, people are so resistant. Again, the brain, it doesn't want us to change. It wants to keep us in that comfort zone. But when you know that, you can have a little conversation with that brain. Oh, thank you so much. I know that you're just trying to keep me safe, but I'm going to try this. We're going to try this. So you're either on board or you're in the passenger seat, right? right. And, and, the worst, and you ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, I you that. seriously ask yourself, I ask this my, all the time. Okay. I want to make a move. I want to sell this house. I want to start this business. I want to start this line. I want to do this. I want to do that. What's, and there's some kind of fear bubbling up. What's mm -hmm. the worst that can happen? Most people say, I'm going to lose my money. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose this, this relationship. No, 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 no. Get deeper and deeper until you find what you're really afraid of. Mm -hmm. Is it fear of success? Is it fear of losing your, you know, as you get older, you, my dad always said, who was, was my best, best friend, best, he was just a wonderful man, passed away a couple of years ago. He's 92, lived a full, full life, mm. but I still miss him every day. And, and I got my business sense from him. He was an ethical, wonderful man. And he said, you know, honey, and this is years ago, years ago, you can take a lot of risks when you're 20, 30, even 40. But when you start getting 50, 60, your risks have to be really mitigated because you don't have as much time to make up if you do have a loss. And that was good, good advice. Mm. That wasn't tamping advice. That was good advice. 
So you can make a lot more mistakes when you're younger. You can, because you have time to recoup. When you're older, you have to assess it differently. And so that's that's an also an important thing to ask. I love that. And I love the words of wisdom from your dad, because our dads have this deep level of, of wisdom. And I too had a really incredible relationship with my dad, as you know. And you know, those amazing little catchphrases they said. I mean, my whole book is pretty much my dad's catchphrases and what he used to say to me growing up and how at the time you might not get it, but look at how you can appreciate it now, you know, and mm -hmm. apply it to your life in so many different ways. And he's inspired your business. I love that. I really mm -hmm. love that. Yes, absolutely. He was my biggest really cheerleader. Biggest cheerleader. That's all. I always say my dad was my biggest fan. Yeah. It's true. And I think that's really special for you know, women to have their dad be that yes. that figure in their life. Um, yeah. And that can really, I always pull on stuff, even to this day. And, and, and sadly, my kids didn't get to know my dad because he died really young. Oh. Um, yeah. And so, but we we keep his legacy living by sharing those stories. My sisters yes. and I get together sometimes like, oh, tell your kids this story, that story. When they were really little, we'd share the papa stories. So there's always a way to keep that legacy living a long mm -hmm. time in your family, even though they might not be here. Yeah. I often ask, uh, you know, what would dad say? If I have a question about something, what would dad advise? What would dad, you know? I love so, that. Yeah. Channeling your dad. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. No, and sometimes I sit down with a cup of milk and graham crackers because that's what we would always do is have graham crackers and milk together. Say, okay, dad, I need your help here. I got to talk to you about this. Still do that. I'm 63 and I'm still doing that. Yeah. I love he would, that. He would always say, and I told, I tell my children this, I have uh, two young adult children, a son and a daughter. And I told them when they were about 16, 15, 16, and I said, okay, so I just want you to be prepared. Your mom, I am going to need my Max and Ellie fix when you're older, because they always saw my dad saying, I need my Annette fix. Mm -hmm. And so he'd come and visit or take me out to lunch or whatever, you know, I need my Annette fix. So I still, and so they said, okay, but they're there. And I do, I visit my son who's in Houston three, four times a year intentionally. It's mm -hmm. an intentional visit. And my daughter lives just very near me with my grandson. And so, but it's very, uh, it's an intentional. Yeah. I love that. I think that's fabulous. And you're keeping those relationships alive. And, and my dad's legacy. Your you dad's said. legacy. And yeah. then they're going to pass that down to their, and just that's how the legacy, that's where yeah. the legacy comes from. Yeah. Again, the stories that we tell and that we share with others. And then you're embedding that in your children, just like I am, so that they pass it along. I think that's really powerful. Hey, listen, everybody, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back after word from our sponsor. I know you want to hear everything Annette has to say. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Are you a hardworking business owner or nonprofit? Do you want a bank with a neighborhood feel that you can truly trust? At Webster 5, our mission is to support local organizations and the people who are building stronger communities every day. Webster 5 has a true understanding of the issues facing businesses and nonprofits. From day-to-day -day processes to long-term funding, our business banking team offers expert guidance and a unique set of tailored solutions. Visit web5.com to find out more. Webster 5, member FDIC, member DIF. 
ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with Annette Delancey, and we are talking about some incredible things here. We're just talking about the legacy that that our fathers and other people who are important to us leave behind. And I wanted to ask Annette because she's so amazing at the pivot, right? At She told us about her business when she first started. Tell us a little bit about how were you able to pivot your business to where it is so successful today? Um, and I, and I, we'd love, they'd love to hear some of those stories. Pivot is, um, you don't, wake up one morning and say, I'm going to pivot. I mean, it, it is truly uh, an evolution of sorts. And you look back and say, wow, I just pivoted. Now, do you sometimes make a decision and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But it, again, it starts at some process. So I want you to look at that. So um, I was going through a very sad divorce and not something I wanted to talk about pivot. And we, we can go into that a little bit, but I wanted desperately to do something different. And so I was thinking of traveling in a truck and a fifth wheel around the country, but I had a manufacturing company. How do I do that? So I had to think about this process. How would I do this? Oh, well, I couldn't have the production facility. I'd have to contract everything out. And oh, I wouldn't have this employee and I wouldn't have this employee. I have to contract that out. So it was a process and kept looking at it, reviewing it, and then made the decision, gave my employees a three-month notice and then gave them three months severance pay. And then, uh, so, and, and then I was going to do that and it was going to be, so I, I, my lease was up at the end of May and got everything to sewing contractors and then sold the house. And then I moved down to San Diego and I was exhausted. Now, this is a really important point I want to make. Hmm. I was utterly physically exhausted. And I was staying at my dad and Kathy's place on the ocean. They're from Minnesota, but they have a place in San Diego. And I was up in the Bay Area and I went down to be near my sister who lives in San Diego. 
utter exhaustion. And one day I decided, well, I'm going to drive, just drive to into the mountains at San Diego, in San Diego with Julian. And it's only an hour drive. They're known for their fresh pies. I had to stop twice <laughs> and take naps. And I said, there is no way I can drive across. Because I was going to start after the winter. There is no way I can buy a truck and a trailer and drive around the country. I'm exhausted. And so I made the decision to just stay put, find an apartment, and just get my bearings and my equilibrium. This was, and, and I was talking to my dad later, and this is a fun thing because we were just talking about my dad. And he, by this time, he's, you know, 88 years old, 89, starting to fail in his health. And he said something, I don't even remember where it was. He, and, and, and Kathy was there too, his wonderful, adoring wife. And um, he said, well, I was talking about doing something. He said, well, what's, what's different about that? You were going to go, you know, on this big trip. And I said, dad, Actually, what I did is I assessed the situation, realized I couldn't. But what the fifth wheel and truck dream got me through is in a horrific time in my life and put a carrot at the end of a stick because I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know who I was going to become. I didn't know what was going to happen. My children were gone and my husband no longer wanted to be with me. And it was just, it was just this shock to my system. And I was exhausted. And I said, I think it was a smart decision considering how whacked out I was, so sad, to stay put. And ended up where my daughter ended up coming back here. She didn't go back up to the Bay Area. She came here and ta-da, then she announced <laughs> that she was going to give me my grandson. And so I knew right away I was staying put. And I, so I pivoted a couple times, but do you see the process that I went through in the pivoting? Mm -hmm. And, and it was really good that I did have the sewing contractors that I did not have the production. That was a very good move at the time and got it handled. And 85% worked great. And 15% was kind of clunky and kind of didn't work, but I got those kinks worked out. And then now I'm settled. I bought a home. I'm here. My grandson's here. My daughter's here. This is going to be home. I'm not an ocean girl. I'm a mountain girl. But the um, I pointed to a picture so here you can see. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a mountain girl, but I'm staying here because my son, my excuse me, my daughter and my grandson are here. And my son is in Houston and has a wonderful, loving wife and family right there. And I can go visit him very easily. But my daughter with her grandson needs me more. And mm -hmm. so I'm put and that. So I'm making choices based on that and the pivot. So do you have any questions about that? I love that. I think that's so powerful, you know, and the, and the thing I think that makes the pivot possible, right? Because pivoting is hard. You already mentioned change. You mentioned fear. We mentioned all those things. It's hard. Um, but you listen to yourself. You got quiet enough to hear that you were tired and exhausted and you had just been through that whole thing. But I love how you looked back and you connected the dots and said, hey, wait a second. That's all. That's It's not for, for not because... It, it helped you get through that. It was absolutely. the catalyst for change, it, right? It absolutely. I, I was on weekends, I would go look at RVs and, and we took the kids camping all the time. We had a truck mm -hmm. and a trailer. And so this was just, this is, I just, I love this stuff. I really, so I would go to RV shows and I would go to um, truck lots and look at trucks. And I, I so I did all of that. So I it, love was, that. it was a wonderful way. I found something that 
just got me through it. Totally. It was a great distraction, right? Whether it happened Absolutely. or not to the fullest extent does not really matter because it serves such a higher purpose for, yes. for you. Yes. And I love that. But in order to do any of those pivots, the multiple times I'm sure you've pivoted within your business, any of the things that we have to pivot, you had to hugely pivot your whole entire life and your identity to get through mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It takes some belief in ourselves, but it takes a lot of resilience too. And and you've been known to be a very resilient person, and especially what's happened to you recently. How do you find that? How do you muster that? How do you harness resilience in your life? Well, I think I want to tell your audience that you know, Carrie just mentioned about uh, that recently. I went through it also, and she doesn't mean just the four or five years ago, but. Let me give you a capsule. In the last 25 years, I've experienced cancer twice, two fires, a flood, a horrific car wreck with my daughter. When we were the first responders thought she was dead. Um, she wasn't. And she is here and alive with my grandson, but it was, it was a horrific time. Um, I had uh, issues with uh, IRS and gave me an audit. Uh, by the way, I got an NC, which is the highest you could ever get from the IRS, which is an NC, which is a no change. But... This is all while I was pivoting my business and going through a divorce and uh, he got cancer. I stopped the divorce, stopped the sale of the ranch, took care of him because we're still married and um, thought maybe he would see what he'd be missing. Nope. After we took care of him and everything with your treatment, he said, no, okay, let's get divorced. Okie dokie. That really messed my head. <laughs> that messed my head and my sure. heart for a few years. Oh, I'm sure. Wow. Anyway. So then, and then here and then moving here. And then this year, I happen to have a catastrophic injury where uh, I, okay, cringeworthy, so be careful when I say this. <laughs> warning. Uh, yeah, warning, warning. I had a slip and a fall, and I ripped off my hamstrings off my pelvis. And it was, yeah, it was unbelievably excruciating pain. And I, it, it, I was laid up for a minimum of eight weeks uh, not walking. I had to have somebody come live with me. Otherwise I was going to be a skilled nursing facility. So, so you can, and I'm just starting to walk again and just starting to drive again. And I'm five months into it. And I have another five, six months of recovery and rehabilitation. And I can no longer babysit my grandson. I had to put my puppy in foster care. Everything changed. My world was impacted. My daughter was impacted, everybody, everything. So it was wow. a huge, huge, uh, talk about pivot, talk about change, talk about transition. And I have three books very, very strategically placed in my bedroom, which is where I was for a couple months with the about transitions, because that's what I was in. And another pivot I had to go through. So I gave myself a 36 hour pity party, cried, angry, whatever, just like this is just not fair. Boom, shifted, said, OK, because this is not going to serve me. Again, I asked myself, is this going to serve me? Is this going to serve me to say, oh, woe is me? No, it doesn't. Is it a drag? Yeah. Is it what I wanted? No, but that's life. And that's the definition of accident. Mm -hmm. You can't plan it. You can't put it in your calendar. Uh, <laughs> and, and if something happens to you externally, which is 90% of the time, life intervenes. It's always something that happens outside of you. And it's not like I woke up that morning and said, I'm going to have an accident today, you know, an injury. Um, and so though I may have been um, playing in the grass and slip and fall, yes, it was what I did, but it wasn't a planned thing. So you have to take some people fall and break their wrist. You know, I mean, there are so many different ways our external circumstances affect us. But the most important thing is just say, 
how is this going to serve me? And then because I couldn't go upstairs, which is my home office, I couldn't get certain things done. So I could only work on my laptop. Well, guess what I did? I decided to work on the things that really need my attention. And I have kicked off a number of different things, including she makes products. I had a uh, three-day profit challenge. And now I have a new she makes profitable products in 90 days course for female product entrepreneurs. I could not have done that if I was upstairs in my office doing the other things and, and the business had to run. I had a great team, phenomenal team. They like just kept the business running and, but I had to shift gears. I had to. That's amazing. And that's what I mean, your resilience. And you have to have that resilience in order to do those pivots and shifts. And the fact that you can look back even now, even though you're just starting to walk now and say, Hey, listen, I wouldn't have gotten this, you know, this right. whole other business in this course. I know how much goes into building a course um, mm -hmm. done if I wasn't laid up there. Right. Cause sometimes as much as we don't want it to happen, the universe has a way of slowing us down. Like exactly. And I've always said, I love to work and I do love to work. I mean, mm -hmm. it's my vocation avocation, but um, I think this was God's way of saying, so you really like to work. Guess what? That's what all you're going to be doing the rest of the year. And then we'll see. And it is interesting because last year I took a uh, three-week hiatus from my office and my team was not supposed to call me. I just, and I rented an RV. This was last September and went to two countries, nine states and six national parks all by myself. And that was another pivotal, very, very monumental, uh, transcendent um trip for me and but i can't go any on this year because i'm ill i'm not ill i'm hurt i'm not ill at all my head's my brain's perfectly <laughs> fine but it's just my body is slow and sitting will be the last thing that'll heal so i can't go on my road trips so i have to so every once in a while i get a little whiny and all i do is just scroll campers again i start scrolling campers <laughs> So uh, savior is the campers <laughs> yeah, for me, for me, that's what it is. Some people, paint, yeah. some people do, cam you know, photography, uh, you know, I, okay. I admit I watch Hallmark movies on Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> Cause I'm not that's a big awesome. TV watcher. I'm not a big TV watcher. Whatever. So well, they always have a good ending though. So you have to watch those. Like, oh, <laughs> and you know what the ending is going to be, but you still watch it. You, you still, still watch it anyways. You yeah. still cry a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. So again, you're giving yourself something to focus on. You're giving yourself that, you know, that carrot, as you said earlier. And I love that because that's what helps us get through tough times. And you also know in the back of your mind, because you have to have a lot of belief in yourself to do this kind of stuff, to be an entrepreneur, A, is super hard, to be a woman entrepreneur, and to be in some of the businesses that you're in. It's tough. I've been in it before. Um, so that belief that we have to have in ourselves, it has to be there. And I think a lot of times what you just listed was you went through your list of all the things that you've been through. And sometimes when we're lacking in belief or we just need a little boost you up, you don't have your dad, your big cheerleader anymore, right? We have right. to remind ourselves of all the amazing kick-ass things we've already done. Like you just listed, you got through this many cancers, you did this, 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 all these things, created the businesses, went through crazy heartbreak and came out the other end. So I think it's really important, you guys who are listening, is to make yourself what I call a feel-good folder. You've got your folder right here. And you just sometimes have to list out all the things that you've done in your life, all the things that have been incredible, all the things you've gotten over, you've gotten through, you've created. I don't care if it's a painting. I don't care if it's something small. Mm -hmm. you, you wrote every day in your book for 30 days. That's an accomplishment. So all the things, write them down because when you need that little boost, 
A lot of times when we're looking for it outside of ourselves, we can't find it there. We can give it right back to ourselves. And I think that's a really, really important skill for you to hone if there's anything to do in this world where we're facing externally, right? To add to that, I have an ORCID file where people send me notes. And over the years, I just drop them in there. Really nice notes, not just happy birthday, Merry Christmas. But we're talking, I'm thinking about you. You're just, or, or an email or something like that. You just pop it in your orchid file. So when you're feeling bad, but here's the other thing that I did that I forgot to mention when you're really down, I mean, and, and I was, down, I, I got, well, I got up every day. I made my bed. I went to work, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I remember crying every day. And I remember saying one day, one day I will not cry. And then I know I'm going to be okay. It took nine months during the divorce, nine months for me to stop crying. And But once I had that one day, I knew I was going to be okay. So look for those things. Look for those things that you know you're going to be better. But if you really can't, you do need the help, especially with the mental health issues that we are facing and we're aware of today. I, I'm, I was just very, very sad, but I did not have depression, but I was super, super sad. But what I did have is just a few very close friends that I could turn to all the time. So make sure you have that and they have your best interests at heart and they love and adore you. Ride on their wings while you can't ride on your own. Just ride on their wings. I and love just that. and find somebody that believes in you and ride on their wings until you can do it yourself. I love that. A client had a client on the other day and she said sometimes we have to borrow belief. Right. No, that's it. This same, is exactly thing. same thing. Right on same their wings. Thing. Absolutely. Yep. Their belief in you was stronger mm-hmm. at that point. And sometimes we have to borrow that. We do. We have to ride on their wings. We have to ride on their coattails, however you want to call it, and and get a little bit of that juice and things that they already know about us. Because sometimes when we are down and we're sad and all, we forget. We forget all those amazing things that that we did. So we're gonna we're gonna break real quick. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, beautiful listeners, are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you a hardworking business owner or nonprofit? Do you want a bank with a neighborhood feel that you can truly trust? At Webster 5, our mission is to support local organizations and the people who are building stronger communities every day. Webster 5 has a true understanding of the issues facing businesses and nonprofits. From day-to-day processes to long-term funding, our business banking team offers expert guidance and a unique set of tailored solutions. Visit web5.com. To find out more, Webster 5, member FDIC, member DIF. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. 
Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you'll want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore human design for business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good. We're still here with Annette Delancey. And I want you to share a little bit with everybody because we've talked about all these incredible things. And I love what you're doing with this new company. Um, she makes products because it's all about empowering women, right? And so share a little bit with us. How did you get inspired to create that business and how does it help women? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me about that. She makes products is a definitely a passion project for me. Cast covers is my um first love after my children and God, but the, uh, there's no question. She makes products is born out of my desire that I don't want to see women close their business down because they just don't have the resources or support. Studies show that women who do not get through that six figure barrier either shut the business down or accept mediocre results. And to me, this is really sad, especially if they really love their product. That's the key though, too. If you have a product that you've come up with or you found or whatever it is, and you really love it, and then you just can't figure it out. And the resources are out there and, and it is different. Marketing and learning for a male owned business. It's different. And so I want to share that with when I started my business, it's a manufacturing company based right here in the United States is I went to score and score is a um, agency of the SBA small business administration mm-hmm. score is a free resource for anybody in business who needs help. You need legal help. You need CPA hmm. help. You call, you pick up the phone in your, they're, well, they're, they're, they're very prolific in the United States, but they are worldwide in different regions too. So I encourage you, if you have a business question, you just call and ask for, and they sign you up and then you can have a one-time call. You can have a free coach for a year. I mean, it's an amazing resource. Wow. So I went to SCORE and it means Society Corps of Retired Executives. And I can say this because I am now a SCORE volunteer. But when I went in about 12 years ago, I needed help with manufacturing, with e-commerce. I didn't know what I was doing and I was making mistakes and I was starting to doubt myself. And I walked in and I can say this because I'm there now, but it was a bunch of white guys, old white guys, old retired white guys. (laughs) And they didn't know what to do with me because A, I was a woman. And this was just 12 years ago. And they didn't know about e-commerce and nobody could help me with manufacturing. And I said, okay, gentlemen, I'm going to be back and I'm going to be one of you in about 10 years. 
And sure enough, I'm a, I'm a volunteer with the, with the, with SCORE. And boy, do I get a lot of people wanting to talk to me because I'm a woman, but I know e-commerce and I know manufacturing. So I realized that there was a real need. And so I created She Makes Products. And the focus of that is to have women who have products get profitable and learn the strategies that they need to get there. And one of them, for example, um, is Amazon. Everybody wants to be on Amazon. Eh, not necessarily. Or maybe you're on Amazon and you're 100% uh, dependent on them. That's a bad move. And I help them get off. And in fact, let's call it Amazon addiction. And I help them uh, with an intervention. And so, for example, I recognize that my business had skyrocketed to 80% of my volume was Amazon. And that is just too risky, regardless of who it is, to have all your eggs in one basket. So you, so I wanted to keep the volume the same, but what could I do? So I increased my business to business, which is medical supply stores and orthopedic clinics. And then I also did things to increase my direct-to-consumer sales. I have another customer who's only on Amazon and needs more profit. Well, you're not going to get a lot of profit because Amazon's a wholesale channel. Mm -hmm. You have to look at Amazon as a wholesale channel. Uh, another, so I suggested they get into direct to consumer. Uh, no, I didn't suggest. I told them they had to get into direct to consumer <laughs> if they wanted profit. Um, so there's a lot of things that I do to help to just short circuit this, uh, the, the noise that's out there and to just get somebody who's experienced because I'm an experienced manufacturer and, and retailer. And it is so fun to see the light bulbs pop off with my clients and, and see them just skyrocket to success and to have peaceful nights so they don't have to <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night and worry about certain things. I remove those worries, whatever it is that keeps them awake at night. And then I give them the process so they can make decisions at the speed of business. So they run their business with ease. And so more and more can happen. And, and a couple of the things I do are some, it's called customerology, where I talk to them about how to handle customers. I have a phenomenal five-step program that changes customer service like that in 20 minutes, just in 20 minutes, and completely changes your customer service personnel, even if it's yourself, and your attitude and your approach to your customers and removes all the angst and for the customer. Another one is called supportology, because there are many times when the people you love don't love your business and what do you do about it? So I have supportology. So I help people through that when you have a loved one who really is not supportive what do you do and that problem is pervasive and big so i'm very excited mm -hmm. about that and uh and just to help women so my goal my mission is to help 1000 women businesses before i die uh grow and scale i love that you always have a great goal you have that you set a goal you put it out there yep. But you see, you have a bigger intention and a bigger why behind all of your goals, I see. And I feel like that's what really drives you. It's that internal, you know, it's got to be something bigger than yourself, right? You want to help a thousand women. You want to help because you got helped in that way, or you didn't get the help you needed in that way. And you know, it's hard to be a woman in business and be a woman entrepreneur. And then add that layer of a woman manufacturer. I think that's even a smaller niche, mm -hmm. right? So you're niching yourself way down. But there are other women who want to do that, who long to do that, who have the skills mm -hmm. to do that and the desire. Mm -hmm. So um, I, you know, I love to teach that to my clients because you need that. It's one thing to have goals, but you need to have a really big why behind those goals, yep. something mm -hmm. internal that's tied to the values. Because when we live a value-driven life, which you clearly do, it increases our less depression, less anxiety, more happiness and joy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And my, my mission uh, to help save, this is 
something that uh, I always, when I first started my career as a young woman, I was the first woman sales rep at a sales promotion agency. This is 40 years ago. And I got uh, Honeywell, National Car Rental, big, big companies. And I know I got in the door because I was a woman, because they were always men before me. And, but they came back to return and, and re-up with me for another program because we gave them results. So I used, I used it to my advantage. I was a young woman in my twenties and I was, you know, energetic and fun and, you know, that kind of, and I could, I could hold a conversation with the CEO to like, they didn't even know. And so that was a um, unique for them, but results, results is the key. And that's what I want for my women product entrepreneurs. So I, use, I worked with men almost my whole life. And then this, changed where I started my company, manufacturing company, hired many women, women that were just coming into the workforce, recently divorced or single, and they needed support. And I realized how much I could offer them and help them. And so that's, and so US, which is the third company I'm starting is my is a new manufacturing company. And I'm changing the culture of the sewn goods industry because they don't treat uh, sewists well. I love that. I think that's so fabulous. You and I have so much in common because I think you know that I came from a corporate background, young woman in my 20s, right out of college in a male-dominated sales environment. Um, but it was my mission to kick some butt because I had a story in my head that said, girls can do anything boys can do. It was just something I had. I was a tomboy as a kid, right? And that's one of those stories that can really serve you well. And the irony is I since went into many different industries, all male dominated, Amazon business, all male dominated, mm -hmm. um, music business, very male dominated. So, and even now being an entrepreneur, you see a lot more women joining the forces, but you know, behind a lot of the, you know, business consulting and things like that is very male dominated. So when you have just that small little story behind you that girls can do anything boys can do, whatever your little story is that you can do that, it will really drive you um, to, to where you want to be. But I love that you have that beginning because I feel like starting with a large company establishes a great business acumen, um, just stuff that is harder to get on your own when you have a large company supporting you and doing all your training. You know, I had some of the best tra sales training in the country and I'm sure you did too. Um, it's just because everything in life is that, right? If you understand how to have conversations with all different types of people, then that's going to underlie your success no matter what you do. That is the ticket right there, I feel like, the communication skills. One thing that I look at, and I've gotten more so as I've aged, um, but I feel uh, particularly entrepreneurs are, we create, we are creators. This is really an important concept because we've taken something, some things and created something out of nothing. I mean, we're a creator. So and as a woman of faith, I believe in God. And so I'm co-creating with God. And that's what actually uh, inspires me now is there's no question I've been called to help women, product entrepreneurs. I have not been called to be a doctor. I have not been called to be a chef. I've not even been called to be a gardener. I have been <laughs> called to help women business owners. And I'm getting the biggest charge out of it, just mm -hmm. as much as I did with cast covers, where I help people feel better so they heal better, you know, if they're in a cast or brace or whatever crutches. And, uh, and that was born out of necessity, too, because my daughter was 10. When she broke her sixth broken bone, she's now broken 22 that we know of. But so she, we, she would have been my own best customer. But the, um, <laughs> but one, and that's another thing I would love to add is about entrepreneur. People say, well, what should I do? Well, number one, you need to find something that you love to talk about. Mm. 
you can you can sell pencils if you love to talk about them and for at least 10 years can you talk about whatever you're thinking about doing or what you have for 10 years because that's about the standard size the length of a business five to Mm -hmm. ten years i can talk about cast covers the rest of my life and i can talk about women product entrepreneurs the rest of my life and i can also talk about rving and road tripping (laughs) but that doesn't mean i'm going to create a business about it Right. And I think that's what you need to know the difference, right? And yes. you need to know what is a viable solution for a problem that people have that you can solve with your product. Usually it's something you're intimately involved in. Um, it, it's a it's a problem that you had like with your daughter. That's the launch of that business, right? Um, and now you see a problem with other women entrepreneurs and that's what's launching that. It's a calling, right? It and is I, a calling. Calling. Mm-hmm. It's a calling. It's very different than a, you know, I'm attracted to this. A calling is a very strong mm-hmm. feeling. There's a, I can't not do it, you know. Um, the, the, the last thing I want to just say about that, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no worries. Because I love to drive and I've always loved to drive. There was a time I thought in my 20s, maybe I should own a limousine company, you know, and, and drive, you know, own a limousine and drive for people. And then I thought, no, then I'm taking people to where they want to go. So you have to really look at it. just because you really love something doesn't mean you should work around it. So right. so do you take my advice that just because I love RVs and trucks doesn't mean I should start an RV and truck business? Absolutely. Know? Yeah, it has to make sense, right? It has to be yes. practical and solve yes. a problem for other people. Yes. But the creator thing that you said, we could have a whole nother session on this because I believe strongly that that creation piece and being aligned with our higher selves and whatever you want to call that higher being, and I do believe as you do. Um, and because that's where our juice comes from. That's where the juice of life lies. That's where we are creators. And when we're not creating, we're not happy. You know, like writers, if they're not writing, they're not happy. If they're not, if you're a singer, you need to be singing. What is it that you need to do? What is your deepest passion that you used to do it as a kid? And can you turn that into something that you feel strongly about? Right. Exactly. I agree. I love that. Yes. And, And so that's how I know I'm in the right space. And a lot of times people just don't know if they're in the right space. You have to do some deep discernment about what, where you want your future. And for me, I had to look, you know, 30 years from now, 93, you know, what do I want? What's, what's behind me? And there, I do this with my clients, a very long process mm-hmm. about how to um, identify what's really important to you. It's a very unique process, but this is really important. We do have to reverse engineer our lives. Absolutely. I call it the rocking chair test. I do it with my clients as well. Because as you know, when people are lying on their deathbed, they're not talking about all the cool things they did. They are Mm -hmm. talking about one thing and that's called regret. And that's a very, 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 very heavy thing to carry around. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you long to do? And those are the questions you can ask yourself. I think it's cool. We started off asking ourselves good questions. We're going to end on this note with asking ourselves good questions about what is it that you really long to do? What have you always wanted to do since you were a kid? What did you do naturally? Because there's a lot of answers, I think, lying in that about what our true passions are. Yes. And and to the, the ability to extract good questions is uh, a skill. So if you know somebody that can ask you good questions, or if you ask yourself good questions, but the important thing to remember is you cannot make a good decision without good information. Absolutely. Period. And I you don't can, absolutely. What it is. Yeah. Smallest mm-hmm. decision, or you can call Annette. Where can they find you again? Tell them where they can find you. Where can they find sure. out about She Makes Products? So she, you can find me at Annette at She Makes Products.com, and that's or She Makes Products with an S.com. 
and my contact information is on there as well. And or Annette at Cast Covers, and that's with a Z dot com. Cast Covers with a Z dot com. Annette A N N E T T E. And you can find me. I'm pretty easy to find. Really easy. <laughs> I don't. I don't hide. I'm on. You know, I'm on Facebook and. I'm on Instagram. Where am I? I don't know. I'm on social media. Different. Social we'll, media. we'll post that stuff up on the page on the Dream Vision Seven page for you, or you can find her at the grocery store helping people reach the exactly, tall exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I will tell you, when I was stuck on my bed and I could not get, and I was a little, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is going to take a long time. I wanted to get up and go help people, and I couldn't. Wow. And so I had to change that too and how I did that. And so I started writing note cards to people. I love it. Creative. I had to find a way. I had mm-hmm. to find a way. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's amazing. Even as she's lying on her healing bed, <laughs> she's still helping other people. And I, I love that. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I know everybody's going to love this episode and they're they're cheering you on and they want to find out more about your work and what you do. And thank you so much for sharing your heart here with us today on Look for the Good. Oh, thank you, Carrie. And thank you very much for having this. It's a, uh, it's a light in a very dark world. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And remember, everybody, it's never too late to live your best story. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.